Good evening, everyone. Uh, just to share a quick uh, thought, really an observation uh, before we begin to say some Tehillim. Um, there is a line in the Gemara, which uh, Dafyomi just came across the other night, of uh, personally, Olam Yehei Min Hanir Dafim, Velo Min Harodfim. A person should always be from amongst those who are pursued and not the one pursuing. It's the language of the Gemara. You should always be from the language of the, from those who are near Dafim. The language of uh, Shlomo Melech says, uh, Hashem, is hanir daf. Hashem always seeks out the one who is uh, being pursued. Uh, the Gemara brings a proof from the fact that the dove and the tour and the yona are the carbonus of the types of birds that are most often brought, and they are the most pursued of all the animals. There's a certain connection. I mean, I grew up on, uh, I'm sure you've all heard this, uh, the various Holocaust stories. I don't know who to attribute it to, but it's uh, from various people of, some uh, you know, German humiliating and, and pummeling a Jew in the street and after uh, nearly beating him to death, you know, uh, screaming down at him like, and, you know, like, now what do you have to say? And like, the, and I, whether or not these stories actually ever happened, I don't know, but I remember growing up on such stories saying, I'd still always rather be in the position of the one, you know, being kicked than in the one kicking someone else. And that's, that comes from such a Gemara, it comes from such a Gemara. Uh, the, you know, the depth of it, I, I'll, I'll leave from here. I don't, I don't have much to say on it, but that, that's such a... And for 2,000 years of Jewish history, like, that defined the Jewish people of being the near duff, being the one that is pursued, the one that is uh, Holocaust and Inquisition and Crusaded and Tach v'tat and uh, everything in between. Like, that's, that's, that's who we were. That's what we dealt with. And the last uh, 75 years, really, I'd say the last almost 40 years of those 75, has been a fundamental shift in the position of the Jew in reality and in the perception of the world around us in which uh, we are not perceived as the near duff anymore. Not at all. We are perceived as the rodif. We are perceived as the one with all the might, the one who is persecuting, the one who is, you know, genociding, which as ridiculous as the claim that is, it, it is astounding in Jewish history's perspective to scale back if you would have told my Zaydi, who was a survivor, and my, my Babi, who was a survivor, who died within the last 10, 15 years, and you would have told them that there would be, an, they were, you know, from the camps of Auschwitz, that they were to rise a day in their grandchild's lifetime, that the Jew would be accused of genocide. They're like, what are you talking about? It's not, it's not even possible to imagine a world in which the Jew could even be accused of such a thing. And we live in that world. Not only where it's, it's imaginable that we're accused of it, but I would venture a very large percentage of the world actually believes it's true. Because that's the, that's the perception that we have. We have a powerful army. A powerful, powerful army. One of the most powerful armies in the world, especially given its size, and uh, we are now seeing a, a new era in Jewish history. And I'm not saying it's a bad era. It's, a very, it's an amazing era that we're in. But the newness of being in a position of power is something that's very new. And it manifests itself in, in, uh, in a couple of, of ways, one of which is very relevant to what we're doing uh, here tonight. The Torah tells us uh, we have a, one of the 53 mitzvahs in Parshish Mishpatim is lo tonu es hager. You're not permitted to uh, afflict or torment uh, torment a convert. Prohibition in the Torah of, uh, of uh, saying with words, tormenting even with, uh, with words, uh, a convert. Now, if the Torah would have simply said that, that you're not allowed to cause uh, pain or suffering, uh, torment to any type of convert, and stopped right there, we would have said, of course, that makes a lot of sense. Why should you be allowed to do such a thing? You're not allowed to do that. But the Torah adds a phrase. The Torah says, why are you not allowed to do so? Why can you? Why? 
Because you were once a ger, you were once a stranger, a foreigner in the land of Mitzrayim. That's an odd conclusion to that statement. And if we wouldn't have been in Mitzrayim, let's imagine a world in which the Jewish people were never in Mitzrayim. So now I'm allowed to torment a ger? Only because I was in Mitzrayim, I'm not allowed to cause pain or suffering or anguish to a ger because I was in Mitzrayim? And if I wasn't, then, then it's okay. Why, why is it relevant? Even if I wasn't in Mitzrayim, we shouldn't be allowed uh, to do so. So Rashi addresses this. Rashi says, uh, it's an eitzatova. It's like a piece of good advice. Because if you begin to torment a ger, if you begin to make fun or cause him uh, anguish, he's going to say to you, what, you think you're so different? You went through the same thing uh, I went through. And therefore, you shouldn't, uh, it's like a, advice. Don't start up with a ger because he has the ability to do, uh, to do the same thing uh, to you. But the Ramban... The Ramban says uh, an unbelievable idea. The Ramban says the reason why the Torah is telling you this is that you're not allowed to torment a ger because Hashem is telling you you were once in Mitzrayim. Remember what happened to you in Mitzrayim? Remember that you had nobody, nobody to help you and nobody who cared about you and you called out to me and I hear the cries of those who have no one else to look after them. I am the one who's a roe dimaot, says the Ramban. I see the cries. I hear them. And you know that more than anybody else, that when you have no one, and you have no one, so you turn to me. When someone who has no one turns to me, I listen. And I'll step in. And therefore, if you dare think that you're going to take advantage of this poor convert who has no one, and you think, I could do whatever I want, I could take advantage, I could be not so nice, no one's going to step in, no one's going to help him. Don't forget, you were once in Mitzrayim. You know the power of a cry that comes from a person who has no one else to cry to. I'm the first one in. So don't you dare take care, do, do anything to a gear, because you know, you know that it's going to come back, uh, that it's going to come back to you. That, I think, is why, you know, what we're doing here is, like, is so important because, you know, there have been many periods in Jewish history where we had nobody. We had no one to turn to. We had no army. We had no technology. We had nobody in the world who cared. And so all we had, all we had was our tefillah. All we had was, was were tear-drenched tehillim of Jews throughout the centuries who, who davened when there were problems because yeah, there was no one else. And the Rebona Shalom says, I'm here for you when there is no one else. And uh, an observation. It's harder to daven, in a sense, when there's no one else, when you're like, what do you mean there's no one else? We have the most amazing army in the world. We, we have an army that's capable of, of flattening Gaza if they wanted to. They just don't want to, but they could. So when you feel that we have strength, when you feel like I have someone else to rely on, it's much harder. It's much harder to remember that uh, we have no one else to rely other than on the Rebbe Shalom and through our tefillahs and that the tefillahs are just as necessary if not more now than any other time in Jewish history despite the fact that we live in an era that our, for 2,000 2, years no Jew could have imagined living in the era that we live in and take for granted that we are so powerful that the world is scared of the Israeli army. The world is, can claim genocide. It's, a, it's, it's just a claim that who could have imagined such a thing, that we would be so powerful that somebody can claim that in the midst of a tiny country surrounded by 22 Arab nations, that they could still make such a claim and people would believe it, is in itself a statement of how powerful we are. And in that world, 
in that world to still come and say, no, 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 it's not, none of that is relevant. The only thing that's relevant is Lishain Alavinu Shabbat to rely on, on the Ribbon Shalom to be a tzoek, to be a, a, a tzoek bidma'os, to cry out with tears, to recognize the precarious situation that we are always in, which we are always in a precarious situation. Um, but to feel it, to sense it, is, uh, is a task. It's a critical task. It's something that we have to uh, be aware of and sensitive of. Oh, that's why we're doing it so, uh, so important. So uh, with that, let's uh, do what we're here for, uh, to be able to say, till the sheets have gone around.